This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Tour Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. And KP, do you, do you hear that? Do you hear that noise? I, That's Scotty is that the door opening? That's Scotty Scheffler opening the door for everybody. That was that was good. That was a good door opening sound. Uh, I've got some. I've got some thoughts on that. This is not the day that I expected necessarily. It was kind of a weird day, right? It was, there was a lot of just bizarre things happening that I'm sure we'll get into, but uh, is it open? Yeah. How, how big is the opening? I think it's smaller than maybe people would think. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. There were a couple of very interesting happenings. Uh, the the news around three-time FedEx Cup winner Rory McIlroy and his injured back came out with only a few guys on the golf course. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel tweets out that uh, Rory McIlroy injured the back at home uh, earlier this week, had not hit a shot around Eastlake, but was going to give it a go. And then that turned us into... Uh, live on the range with Rory McIlroy grimacing through uh, shots. Did not look particularly great. Seems to be a, a lower back issue. Yeah, and then he was 182 ball speed off the first. Some guys are just built different, Kyle. So that's uh, – I wish my back hurt to the tune of 182 off off one. I think this <laughs> – I was thinking about this during the round. I think this is a – you and I are, uh, you're probably a little younger than me, Rick, but we're, we're sort of the same age-ish and, and, and Rory's getting into that category as well. This is not an injury that happens when you're 22. This is something where I'll like probably three times a year, I'll just be doing whatever around the house and my bag just locks up for like three days. I don't know that that's what, I don't, I don't know at all exactly what this is. That's what it seems like. And it's miserable. It is, it is absolutely miserable to try to do anything, and uh, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's like it, it's a really unfortunate financial time for, uh, for Rory for that to happen, and it's kind of a bummer for the tournament because it doesn't seem like he's going to – I mean, it, it can shift though, right? Like this is, seems like the type of thing that over a day, over two days, over three days can kind of uh, 
move around and potentially get better. So I don't think he's totally out of it, but it is kind of sucky timing for him. Yeah, we can dive a little bit deeper into his round here in just a second. I um, I was in the driver's seat of my car, and I tried to reach something that was on the floor behind the passenger seat, and I really had to, like, stretch for it, and I, yeah. was, I was laid up for, like, a week. Yeah, like, I did that the other every every body part hurt yeah it's it's and again 22 year olds don't understand this and probably 52 year olds are laughing at me but uh the other morning at uh i was i was like leaving early and i was just reaching over to just i don't know pat my wife like touch her hand just say goodbye basically and i didn't even i didn't even move my body rick i just i basically just moved my arm like that and I thought I needed like uh, like shoulder surgery. It was, I mean, it was unbelievable. So I don't know, stuff like that just happens, and it's uh, it's you, you got to be careful in your mid thirties. Be careful out there, Rory. Uh, hope you're feeling better. We'll get to his rounds here in a second. But the big move came early in the day from a guy who started at one under par. Colin Morikawa goes out and puts the pedal to the metal. A nine under 61 bogey free flies him up the leaderboard. Not only the lowest round he's ever shot on the PGA tour, but in terms of strokes gained, it was the fourth best round of his career. KP, you look at what he did. Vintage Morikawa on approach, 3.7 strokes to the positive there, and then nearly two more with the putter to get him into a three-way tie for the lead with just 18 holes in the books. Yeah, it was it was really impressive. I mean, 11 threes is silly. His, okay, so you said he's had three strokes gain rounds better than this over his career. I'm guessing yes. they were all in his six wins or five wins or whatever. Uh, no, so believe it or not, none of he didn't win in any of them. Really? Yeah. yeah. So he so his best round ever was this year's players. The first round gained seven point seven strokes to the field. Uh, round three of the Memorial in 2021, he finished runner-up. I believe that was, was that in a... That was the, the Rom Cantlay fiasco. Yep. Okay, so that was round three. Round two of the Safeway, now the Fortinet, in 2019 was his third. Uh, and then before this, his fourth best round, he did win. It was the opening round, the Workday Charity Open. Okay. I'm interested to see that um, adjusted... There's people in my house. I don't know who that is. Um, well, it's my wife's in there, so probably not. Uh, it's not her. It's other people in addition to that. But um, I'm interested to see that adjusted to the field, right? Because this is an elite field. So to gain, what would you say, seven point? I think the final number was 7.16 or something like that. That's different than gaining 7.16 at the Wyndham. For sure. Like very, uh, very different. So, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was awesome. Uh, you okay? Should okay. we call the authorities? I, I don't know what's going on, man. There should, do, you, who, do you, who do you think is going to win this tournament? Well, not Rory. Not Rory. Oh. <laughs> nice. Fast. Uh, so... I think the thing – so two things with Morikawa. One, he talked about finding something 
uh, I think it was either earlier this week or last week. He had, he did a long, I mean, I, I read his transcript afterwards and he's like, I found some, I think it was Tuesday of this week. I found something. I can't tell you what it is. Cool. Why do they do that? I don't know. Because what you found is not, it's not usable for someone else, right? It's no. not, it's not like, uh, you found the hiding place for like a pot of gold and you don't want to tell anyone else because they can access it. It is completely custom and unique to you. Well, it's almost like you're, it's almost like the no, the perfect game or no hitter in baseball. You just don't really want to like yeah. say it out loud because then you feel like you'll, you'll lose it. Yeah. And you don't want to be asked about it constantly. And if it does go away in two days, now it's your, it's all you're ever going to hear about. Right. So yeah, that, and that, that would happen. So I understand it from that perspective. So found something. And then the other thing, and I thought this was really interesting just in the, in terms of like what you and I talk about, Rick, he said, I know my numbers have been really good this year and that shows you that we're working on the right things, but I haven't won and winning is different. Winning's a skill guys that have won will tell you like, there's just something different about it. And this is what, Mark hollers at us all the time about, and, and I I'm in like winning is a skill. I, I don't, I don't deny that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I, I thought that was a really interesting quote from somebody who has won a lot and also kind of been in a fallow period of not having one on the PGA tour in over two years now. Colin Morikawa, part of a three-way tie at the top of the leaderboard. Another guy at the top at 10 under is Keegan Bradley. Started the day at three under. Fires a bogey-free 63 in route to getting in at 10 under par. And KP, he reiterated again after his rounds, his burning desire to be on the United States Ryder Cup team, seemingly on in an audition here at Eastlake. Is he? I don't it, know. He was on my team, so he doesn't have to audition. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've t I talked to several people this week, Rick. I don't, I don't know if you, have, you and I have talked about this over the last few days, but after talking to a number of different people, media, uh, people closer to the writer, I don't know, just a, a number of people. Horses. Sources, yes. Uh, I don't. I, I think the Ryder Cup thing is kind of set. I think it is too. I'm I'm almost certain Justin Thomas is on the team. Um, that no, Justin Thomas does not play the Fortinet unless he's on the team. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's not in the. He he. I think he's trying to get in the signature events, right? Plenty of time to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Uh. Yeah. So anyway, Keegan was great. I, <laughs> I, I think that, and I'm curious about how you feel. The thing with him and Morikawa is like really great Thursday, like super impressive. And this is what Keegan does. Keegan, I, you've got the number on like yes. how many times he's led or co-led after round one. It's like, yeah, a higher rate than anybody. It's crazy. Yeah. The problem is if 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 the guys at the top like Hoblin, Chef, or Rory are able to sort of take the long view on the tournament, like the arc of the tournament, and it's hard, right? Because the the scores like tell you something different. You just have to mentally flip into like, hey, it's seventy two holes. There's plenty of time if I just take it. If I just do my thing over seventy two holes, it's going to be real. Like the number, it, it looks like the doors open, like you said off the top. And it 
sort of is, but man, I, I just, I think what Keegan and Morikawa did is going to be really hard to sustain with those three guys doing what they normally do over the course of 72 holes. Right. And this is not super unusual in the first round of the tour championship. It's not super unusual in the midst of a 72 hole event when everybody regresses, when everybody gets back to their average in some form or fashion tomorrow, that's really good for Scotty Scheffler. And it's not great for Adam Shank specifically, right? When everybody just kind of gets back to it and we've got like three more rounds of that. So yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. The other two that we'll hit before we get to the big names on the other side, uh, I will mention Adam Shank because he also shot a 63, the second lowest round of the day. And Terrell Hatton also flew up the leaderboard. So Shank went from one under to eight under. Hatton went from even to six under. Terrell didn't even think he was going to be here this week or maybe didn't want to be here this week. Now currently in a tie for 10. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, again, it's impressive. It's day one. It's such a, it's such an uphill climb. I mean, to put this in perspective, I, I kind of, piggybacked off of your Rick Runka newsletter this week, you had, I can't remember this. You had some really good Scheffler numbers in there about how there's really only four guys that can win this tournament or five or whatever. Right. And so I went back and looked up and we talked about this briefly on Tuesday. I had a diff, I think I was using a different number, but the number of guys that have beaten uh, Scheffler by seven or more in an event, which uh, Keegan and Morikawa, and for that matter, Hatton and Shank were all down seven or more, or all down six or more. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to beat Scheffler by seven or more to win the event. It, it's only there's 12 instances of it since January one in 18 events. So it happens 0.67 times per event, right. which is it's it, again, and it's dependent on Scheffler performing like he normally does which has been true all year. And then mentally like being able to look past the, what the leaderboard says and just say, Hey, it's 72 holes is 72 holes. It's just really difficult for me to see somebody that is in that group that we're talking about now, Hovland, Rory, uh, Rom, I guess like that's a little bit of a different story because of where they started, but these guys like Hatton and, and, and Keegan and, and, uh, Morikawa even, it's just so far back. It's so much to overcome over the course of 72 holes. Yeah, it's uh, it's not easy to beat Scotty Scheffler in 18 holes. It's easier. It's a lot sure. more difficult to do it over 72. Uh, we will cover the top of the board and the big names who started at the top of the board before round one. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
And we're back. Let's circle back to Rory McIlroy, who started the day at seven under. And KP, we went straight from grimaces on the range to not so many great swings early in this round. He was two over through nine, and it was it was pretty ugly out there. Uh, the good news is he was able to get this back on track on his second nine, shoot a 33 coming in despite a pretty ugly bogey on 18 that included a shank and get this thing at an even par. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading through his transcript. He said, I got here really early. I was always going to tee off. It was just a matter of how I felt on the course. It got progressively a little tighter as I went, but hopefully we'll get loosened up here. Another 20 or 18 hours of recovery. Um, muscle, let's see, a muscle spasm that's being protective of ribs, joints, and everything. The muscle spasm is what's giving me the discomfort. So the, the McRib might be back here. What you, um, uh, what's the what's the treatment? Just anything and everything? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it stimulus? Is it shoot it up? Is it all of the above? I think that I think he I think the cold thing he mentioned the cold thing. I think that's something he's into right now. And in, in terms of he talked about at the end of like in that transcript, talked about at the end of every year trying to protect it, mm. um, like just because of how it gets worn down over over the course of the year which I, which is kind of interesting, but I mean, listen, like I think Colt knows said this on the broadcast. I mean, 70 for him here is, is not great, but given all like given how he was feeling, not playing a practice round, uh, Scheffler dropping back a little bit and nobody really running away. It's not, it's not the end of the world. I thought he was going to WD and he's, and he's still three back. That's like about as good as it gets. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, producer Josh said in the, in the chat, he said, well, uh, he was two over through eight and eight back. Yeah. And now you're within one of Scotty and three of the lead. And, and, and again, it's not like that. I mean, it, 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 it all depends on how it loosens up and gets better and whatever, but that right. could have been like Scotty, that could have been his worst round of the week. And that is for sure not Morikawa's worst round of the week. I hope not. <laughs> or, it, or like it's, and it's almost definitely his best round. So there's just, there's a long way to go. I, I would, we're going to get to the odds. I would lean, if you could do Scotty or Victor in some, I don't know what the odds of that specific thing is. I think that's really intriguing just because there's so much unknown with, like the next three days with, with Rory. Yeah. I, it really is, is seemingly a matter of how healthy he is for the next three days. If, if he can get it loose, if it's not necessarily a question of whether he can play well at East Lake or whether he is close enough to the top of the board, it's just what percentage are we going to get of Rory for the next 54? Yeah. And it, I think the hard part about that is again, it looks okay right now, it doesn't look good when Scotty shoots 64 tomorrow, <laughs> you know, like that, that's when it becomes like, yeah, you, you kind of got away with a day here where you weren't feeling good and you just kind of held together a 70, but you can't, I mean, obviously you can't shoot 70 every day and, and, and win here. So he'll have to, he'll have to get, get it going and, and hopefully he'll feel better so that he's able to, to do so. 
Tied for seventh at seven under par is Rory McIlroy. That is the same number that John Rahm sits. Rahm started this week four off the lead. He will now enter the second round three off the lead. So he did make up a little bit of ground. But KP, this this playoff run from John Rahm uh, is bordering on kind of a mini slump. Another day in which he lost strokes off the tee, something that he has now done uh, way more frequently in the last three events than he's done in maybe the last 30 events uh his low lights were making bogeys on 13 14 and 15 he was able to get two of those back on 17 and 18 but john rom is kind of all over the place at the moment yeah i i mean you know my feelings long term on rom i think he's a i think he's the caliber of player that wins 20 times, five majors, like that, like that class, like the DJ type thing. I know DJ only won, has only won two so far, but in the short term, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out here. Like, I'm kind of just not feeling him the way that he's playing right now. Uh, I'm sure he'll bounce back and go five and zero at the Ryder Cup because that's what he does, right? But it, it just, it, it, this is not. It doesn't feel like this is his stretch. Now, the good news for him is he built up enough equity uh, like sort of along the way that he doesn't have to be perfect, you know, this week. Uh, But even still, it's just I don't know. He just he doesn't look super sharp. No, he doesn't. And I hate I hate that he's spraying the driver because that's got to be a weapon for him. Uh, Scotty Scheffler started this event at 10 under par. Remember, that is what. The lead is at right now. We are going to enter round two with the lead still at 10 under three guys there. And none of them are named Scotty Scheffler. And this was a pretty big surprise KP, because this looked like Vince Carter dot gif when Scotty was three under through six, he got this thing to 13 under par makes bogey on eight bogeys on 11 and 12, a really ugly triple on 18, which is, or excuse me, 15, which is a par three where he hits it into the water and kind of makes a mess of the whole thing. Uh, an uncharacteristically bad final 12 holes from Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think for me, this is probably a one swing day, right? You get the swing back on, uh, on a uh, 15, like if, he hits, like if he hits, if he hits any land on 15, he makes a par and now it's three shots better. Yeah. So he lost, uh, let's see here. One point. So if he, if he hits land on, on, f- uh, 15, then he gain he's probably f- like six in the field, T to green and yeah. last in putting and he shoots 68. And he, and, and that's his, like, that's, that's what, that's like who he is right now. And he's two shots clear. So, so you're saying you can even, so even with all the other bad plex, yeah, I mean, he, he did some other bad stuff. He made three other bogeys, didn't play 15 particularly or 18 particularly well. One swing on 15, the tee shot on 15 is the difference between nine under and 12 under. Yeah. And, and I think it's also the difference between, normal Scotty day and whoa, what's going on? What's wrong? He putted terribly again. He was last in the field. Dude. I, I just can't. I, uh, you'd think, you'd think there would just be more randomness to it. 
Like, I how know. can he always be last? <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing about his ball striking is it's like he's always first or like <laughs> to second, and then he's always last or second to last. It doesn't. The there's no variance. It, it's 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 kind of crazy when when you when you frame it like that. But yeah, I just it's it's one swing to me it was a it was a bad swing like it was a really bad shot that hole is hard as hell by the way i mean we talk about 17 i want to play it we talk about 17 and sawgrass this hole is i mean 17 and sawgrass is like a gap wedge this is a four iron you're trying to you know cut into it it just and it's the the angle they give us of it from behind the tee, you know that one that they show, makes it look like the green is nine miles away. Like you can yeah. barely see it in the camera. Yeah, it looks like Castaway <laughs> or something. <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't know, man. Like the putter is a it's a it's a problem. But what do you? Okay, <laughs> he's he's. He switched putt. I I don't think it's the arrow, right? I think it's the Indian at this point, right? Like, does he need a lesson? Like, what are we? He's tried like four different putters. They're not working. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody suggested to me the other day that he he needs to go like spend some time hunting with Lucas Glover and just talk to him for a while. Or maybe like a darkness retreat. Well, the thing, yeah, yeah. He, he that might be the problem right now. He's not seeing the line or something. But the thing about Scotty is like he's not a he's not a this is not his mo, right? He and I think sometimes with stars, DJ and Rory come to mind. Maybe especially DJ. It's like oh this guy just he can't putt. He stinks. And it's like I don't know, man. Look at the numbers. DJ is a good putter. Rory's a good putter. Are they? you know, Denny McCarthy? No, but they're very good putters. And I think that's what Scotty is, but he's certainly trying hard to, to kind of prove otherwise. And I think, it, I think mentally he is just, I think he's mentally exasperated. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I don't know how you wouldn't be though. Right. Like you have to be just mentally worn out of hitting it like tiger and putting it like, you know, Kyle Porter. <laughs> Scotty Shuffler, one shot off the lead. Thanks to that Thursday, 71, our beautiful boy who started two shots back, closed the gap, shot a two under 68 to get into the three-way tie for the lead at 10 under Victor Hovland. This was in, in the chaos of, of what Scotty Scheffler did. Uh, the man that he played with Victor Hovland was steady, Eddie, 16 pars, two birdies. That is it. Good enough for a 68 and a share of the lead. Well, this is the round that Scheffler, I thought, should have shot. Uh, Victor was 29th in putting. <laughs> so uh, great duo there. Uh, incredible ham and egg. Uh, oh it was not great. But, the, I mean, the, he again, like – Guys that have bad putting, this is why we talk about this, right? Guys that have bad putting days are buoyed because they strike it well enough to not make a bogey and, you know, stumble into two birdies. And that's how you, that's how you have a floor that's just in, extraordinarily high. I, I think Victor might win the FedEx Cup. Like, I, I, I he's he, playing 
like in the moment, maybe like, like he might be playing the best golf out of anybody. Yeah, I I I, th- I think that's true, and I I remember we I said that after Memphis because he remember he hit three balls in the water off the 18th tee at Memphis. He lost like five four and a half strokes. Yeah, on the tee shot on 18 in Memphis. Yeah. Take that away, and he's been like kind of by far the best player in the playoffs. Yeah. I, th- I think I think it's I think it's him or or Scotty is going to win, and I was just I'm really impressed with his fl- it, like the level of his floor. He and this is he he made everything he looked at on Sunday. You have to to shoot 28 on the back. It regressed today. The reality for him is somewhere in the middle. He's a good putter, not elite, but good. And I think he'll find that middle over the next three days, and I think he'll finish it 17 under and win the tournament. Yeah, when you lose three strokes putting and shoot a sixty-eight, you've you've done your job. That's that's what you did. You sur- you survived it. Uh, let's let's look at the odds, Josh. I think we've got them available here. So Vegas not at all concerned about Scotty Scheffler. Still the favorite, three to one. Victor Hovland right behind at three point six to one. Colin Morikawa five and a half to one. Rory McIlroy six and a half. John Rahm and everybody else into double digits. So those guys at the top, you think it's either Scotty, you think it's Victor, uh, three and three and a half to one. Yeah, I'd love to pair them together and get, well, I guess that would be what? You'd probably. Even. Yeah. You might maybe a little bit better than that, but. Something close. Yeah, I, I, the one I don't, I don't like Morikawa there. I love the way Morikawa played, but. He was he was nine down to Scotty. You're just you're not <laughs> you're gonna beat Scotty by ten over the course of seventy two holes. I mean, you did give a uh, tell tell everybody the math that you did. You 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 did you had a great take on this and a and a really good angle. So lay lay the math out. Yeah, the I mean the gist of it is that um, what Morikawa did, which today was like a ninety fifth percentile performance like his fourth best round ever right Uh, just first off it's not going to happen again and all scotty kind of has to do is play to his average or somewhere close to it and he makes all of this back and then some right like it's just this is this is a sample size conversation to have and when you get 72 holes um scotty clips you more often than not yeah and and that i mean especially when he's up nine on you to start. Yeah. So I, I, I hate that Morikawa number. Not because I, I mean, I'm fired up about him playing well and the Ryder cup and all that, but it's just, it looks a lot better right now than I think it actually will turn out to be. I'm, 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 I'm into this. I'm interested to see what, first off, Scotty, Scotty gave us an opportunity for this. There's, there's like a million guys within three shots of the lead. I'm very interested to see what Scotty does tomorrow, what this, what this potential bounce back looks like. And I'm, I, this is much better than him shooting a 65 and running away with it from a, from it, not for him, but for me. (laughs) Yeah. It's not. Yeah. For him, it would be, That would be a lot better. I mean, can you imagine if he shot 64 today and he was 16 under and Morikawa shot 61 and was down six? I mean, he was ha- Scotty was halfway there. He was, I know he was three under out of the gate. I know. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's it. Fun day. Uh, I, I'm glad it's close also, but I think it's a little fake, fake close, like fake, fake news after day one. There was something else that was similar to this where um, maybe it was Rory on Sunday at the Masters or something where it was like his his win equity never got higher than like 5%, but it felt it felt like we were at like 50% when in reality it just was never. It's like the Ryder Cup. Oh, I think I think maybe it's like a Ryder Cup argument you've made before. Yeah, it's like a Ryder Cup on yeah. Sunday where you're like, oh, it's getting close. And then yeah. two matches flip and you're like, oh, the U.S. is up seven. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's it, exactly. it just it feels and, and that's like that's a good outcome because I want things to for, for myself or fans or whatever to feel close, to feel like fun and competitive and whatever, even though the math doesn't like the math doesn't work for Morikawa right now, even though it feels like it should. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll be back after round two, round three, round four to find out what the heck is going to happen at this tour championship. Big thanks to producer Josh. There's all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter is available online at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.